Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Patrons heard this episode first. You can become a patron too if you head over to patreon.com slash the murder diaries pod. You can also click the link in the show notes or in our Instagram bio. Head over now to join and enjoy more murder diaries content. Welcome to the murder diaries. I'm Natalie. And I'm Paige. If you had to guess, what would you say is the leading cause of death for young women ages 15 to 24 in Mexico? The answer isn't heart disease, suicide, or even cancer. It's murder. Homicide is the leading cause of death for Mexican women. To compare and provide some perspective, in the United States, the leading causes of death for women in that same age group is unintentional injuries such as overdoses, vehicle crashes, or falls, followed then by suicide and cancer, according to 2018 data from the CDC. Homicide ranks third on the list for women ages 1 through 19 and fifth on the list for women 20 to 44 years old. Life is statistically much more dangerous for women living in Mexico. According to official data from the Mexican government, 10 women are killed in the country every day. In 2021 alone, more than 45% of women reported feeling unsafe in their own neighborhoods. And what's more shocking is how little attention these cases get from authorities or the media. And even if they do receive significant attention, like the case we're talking about today, the investigations are rarely timely or competent. There's an eerie photo of a young woman standing alone on the edge of a dark, deserted highway that has come to symbolize this growing crisis in Mexico, the disappearance and murder of women. The woman in the photo is wearing a black face mask. She's looking away from the camera. Lights from the passing cars illuminate her long brown skirt as it blows in the breeze behind her. If you saw the photo, you'd probably recognize it. News outlets from around the world shared it nearly one year ago from the airing of this episode. The image is haunting for so many reasons, but mainly because the woman has no idea that she only has a few more hours, maybe days to live. It's a photo that is worth much more than a thousand words. It sparked a fire amongst women and activists living in a seemingly lawless country where women's disappearances and murders are often downplayed or ignored altogether. This woman had a bright future ahead of her and yet, like thousands of others, her life was cut short. But because of this photo, her case is providing hope and solace to a nation of women living in fear. Her name is Dabani Escobar. This is her story. Hola amigos, ¿cómo están? Este, mi nombre es Devani. You still think it's in my head, but I'm walking with the dead. Dabani Susana Escobar Balsaldúa was born in northern Mexico in the state of Nuevo León. It's about two and a half hours south of the Texas border. She grew up in Monterrey, the second largest metropolitan area in Mexico and one of the wealthiest in the country, with parents Mario Escobar and Dolores Balsaldúa. And when it came time to further her education, she didn't move far away. In the spring of 2022, 18-year-old Dabani was a law student at the University of Nuevo León. It's clear she had a strong conscience, 
and a kind heart as well as a passion for activism. A few weeks before her death, she joined thousands of women protesting against gender violence. Her father said she attended the feminist march because she always wanted to help people. Tragically, the justice she was seeking is the same justice that her family is fighting for her today. And now a word from today's sponsor. We want to introduce you to another podcast, Obscura, a true crime podcast hosted by Justin Drown. Obscura is all about shining a spotlight on the darker things in life. It's a podcast that takes a narrative approach to covering solved true crime stories. In Obscura, Justin covers terrible acts in unflinching detail. Listener discretion is strongly advised. If you're the type of person that needs to hear all the details behind some of the worst crimes, Obscura is your next go-to podcast. Obscura averages about an hour in length, so they definitely leave no stone unturned. Obscura also offers Black Label episodes once a month. These are premium episodes that offer an even deeper look into even darker crimes once a month. Go check out Obscura, a true crime podcast, wherever you listen to podcasts. On Friday, April 8th, 2022, Dubani met up with two other women at a house party in the Nueva Castilla neighborhood in northern Monterey not far from where she grew up or attended university. We'll call the two women she met up with at the party acquaintances and not friends of Dabani's because reports differ on how close these women knew Dabani and we don't want to speculate. At some point during the party, Dabani allegedly got into an argument with one of the acquaintances. It's unclear what their argument was about, but Dabani's behavior allegedly became uncharacteristically erratic and she locked herself in the men's bathroom. Around 1.20 in the morning on Saturday, April 9th, the woman called whom they called a trusted contact to pick her up and drive her home. Some reports say that it was a taxi driver and others say it was a DD driver from a ride-sharing service. Regardless, multiple reports say this was a driver hired to take Dabani home. The two women then left Dabani alone at the party and the driver Juan David Cuellar, known as Jesus, picked her up. Authorities released a video from the party where Dabani was at around three in the morning. Street security camera footage shows Dabani running away from a man who caught up with her and grabbed her before a group of men surround her. That's when a white car approaches, allegedly driven by Quayar, and Dabani gets in the back seat. A man then talks briefly with the driver before the car drives away with Dabani in the back seat. A short time later, security footage shows what appears to be the driver and Dabani arguing in the car. According to the driver's explanation, he was trying to get her home address or a guardian's phone number, but she was allegedly angry and refused to give these details. According to Dubani's father, other nearby security footage suggested the driver inappropriately touched his daughter. He said he supposed his daughter didn't put up with the harassment and got out of the car. We'll never know exactly what happened in the vehicle. But around 5 a.m. on Saturday morning, Dabani got out of the car on a highway that connects Monterey to a town further north. That's when the driver reportedly took that viral photo of her standing alone on Highway 85. The driver sent the photo to Dabani's acquaintances from the party as proof that she was alive when he dropped her off. She was wearing a white tank top, a long brown skirt, black converse, and a black face mask. The chilling photo snapped in a second, would soon garner international attention. At the same time, security cameras from a nearby hotel captured footage of a young woman, Dabani, getting out of a taxi. She is then seen walking to the side of a trucking company, Alcosa Transports Internationals. 
Her father believes she likely went there to ask for help. Later, security camera footage shows her walking toward the Nueva Castilla Motel. A glimpse of her looking through a restaurant window is the last image of her alive. After hours of trying to get home safely, Dubani never made it. Her father, Mario, reported her missing on Saturday, April 9th, when she didn't return home. Unlike thousands of similar cases, Dubani's disappearance made headlines due to that photo of her standing alone on the highway, serving as visual evidence of her location that night. The media attention sparked an unusually special operation by the Nuevo Leon State Attorney General's office. Over the course of nearly two weeks, the authorities used 200 personnel, search dogs, and drones to find any trace of Dubani. And in that time span, they found five other bodies of women who had been reported missing, but not Dubani. Investigators visited the Nueva Castilla Motel, the last place she was seen alive, four times, but never found Dubani. After 13 days of searching, motel employees reported a fetid smell. Investigators returned to the Nueva Castilla Motel for a fifth time on the evening of Thursday, April 22nd, to find Dubani's corpse in the motel's underground water cistern or water storing tank. It's located about a block and a half south of the transportation company and about a one-minute walk from where she was last seen alive. Because her body had been submerged for nearly two weeks, her body was unrecognizable. She was identified by a cross necklace she was wearing as well as her clothing until DNA testing confirmed it was in fact Dabani. But we've heard there was security camera footage of Dabani walking into the motel. So you're probably wondering why couldn't investigators have used that to help trace her last steps? Nuevo Leon prosecutor Gustavo Adolfo Guerrero reportedly told the Mexican newspaper Milenio that the hotel's security cameras didn't record footage and were only used for monitoring purposes. That may have been true, but it turns out there was video taken that night that wasn't uncovered until months later. But we'll get to that in a few minutes. After the special operation investigators located Dubani's body and DNA testing confirmed it was her, the attorney general's office autopsy concluded that she had accidentally fallen into the 12-foot water tank near the motel pool, hit her head, and drowned. The Escobar family called this theory a lie. Her father, Mario, disputed the original autopsy report, arguing that his daughter had been beaten and strangled. He had a second autopsy conducted. The second autopsy revealed sexual and physical abuse had occurred prior to Dubani's death. This time the cause of her death was ruled as a deep cranial contusion. In an interview with Reforma newspaper, the state prosecutor said Dabani was dead before her body was dumped into the cistern. Then a week later, the same prosecutor told reporters that Dabani may have been alive when she fell into the tank. Dabani's grieving parents demanded justice for their daughter while standing outside the Nueva Castilla Motel a day after her body was discovered. Mario told the media that he publicly accused Juan David Cuellar for all of this, the taxi driver who put his daughter in this dangerous position. Mario, who was clearly disappointed and frustrated with the lack of government's handling of his daughter's case, also went so far as to accuse the Nuevo Leon prosecutor of planning his daughter's body in the cistern, according to the Spanish-language newspaper El Universal. Mario also publicly denounced the authorities who led the investigation, saying, quote, For believing in the prosecutor's office, I apologize to my family. It was many days and the prosecutor's office didn't do its job correctly. My daughter is dead and I don't know what to do. I'm upset because I was wrong. I believe in the prosecutor's office. Devani's parents said that the prosecutor's office made sure there was no crime to prosecute, despite evidence that the taxi driver tried to abuse their daughter. 
Three months later, on July 18th, a third autopsy report determined a different conclusion to Dabani's death. It concluded that she died of asphyxia by obstruction of respiratory orifices. The Escobar family and the federal government requested the independent investigation in an attempt to clear confusion surrounding her death. The report didn't specify what blocked her nose and mouth to cause her death. It did, however, determine that she died between three to five days before her body was found in the motel's water tank and showed no signs of sexual violence, according to the head of Mexico City's forensic service. He spoke at a joint press conference attended by the independent forensics, as well as state authorities and federal experts. Dabani's father commented on the third autopsy report saying, quote, we can now say this is a femicide. My daughter was a person that wanted to live. She was even using her face mask that night. Critics point out that it's disturbing. Even when a case like this sparks public outcry, then investigations are rarely efficient. There are many aspects of this case that are still unexplained. And the differing autopsy conclusions don't clarify any details. What caused Dabani's alleged erratic behavior the night that she disappeared? Reports say that there are possibilities that she was intoxicated and potentially voluntarily or involuntarily took drugs. And was the initial autopsy incorrect due to incompetence or corruption? It wouldn't be out of the question for a murder to be covered up in order to protect the perpetrator or to downplay a case that could spark outrage. And now a quick break to hear from one of this week's sponsors. I've been sleeping on Blissey pillowcases for a couple of years. I literally have 10 of them. And let me tell you, the sleep has been nothing short of blissful. That's because Blissey uses award-winning 100% mulberry silk, which is what's best for your hair and skin. It reduces frizz, tangles, and prevents breakage. It keeps the moisture in your hair and keeps your skincare products and natural moisture on your skin, while cotton literally absorbs it off your face. With Blissey Silk Pillowcases, you can say goodbye to wrinkles, dry, flaky, and red skin in the morning, and wake up with healthier, shinier hair that won't take an hour to fix. Like Natalie said, Blissey Pillowcases are made with 100% mulberry silk, which just so happens to be naturally hypoallergenic, so you can sleep more comfortably without itching or rashes. And unlike other silk pillowcases, these are some of the highest quality silk and are machine washable and durable. Not to mention, it's the perfect gift for any occasion. I've given them to my mom, my sister. I make my husband sleep on one. Everyone I love loves Blissey just as much as I do. Plus, the pillowcases come in gift-ready packaging that they'll be sure to love. Besides all the amazing benefits for skin and hair, one of the things I've enjoyed most about using Blissey is that they regulate temperature, keeping you cool at night. Seriously, the entire pillow, cool to the touch. No more sweaty nights spent tossing and turning around for me. And they're really soft too. Everybody loves Blissey and you will too. They have a ton of different prints and colors. And like we said, Blissey makes for a great gift because there's an option for literally everyone. And men love them too. They have over 1 million raving fans and you will be next. Try Blissey now risk-free for 60 nights at blissey.com slash diaries and get an additional 30% off. That's B-L-I-S-S-Y dot com slash diaries and use code diaries to get an additional 30% off. Your skin and hair and everyone you gift it to will thank you. Tragically, Dubani's case is one of thousands of similar cases. Femicide is a term defined as a hate crime with the attention of killing women or girls because they're female. But definitions vary depending on the cultural context. 
Mexico reported more than 1,000 femicides in 2021. That's the second highest number of femicides in Latin America after Brazil. Like we said earlier, 10 women or girls are killed daily in Mexico. Government officials have acknowledged the femicide rate and violence against women as a major problem, but have yet to make any progress to slow or stop it per national data. During the special operations search for Dabani, we said investigators found the bodies of five other women reported missing in the past four months in different places around Nuevo León. Dabani was the 20th woman to be reported missing in only four weeks in the state. We don't know if this has anything to do with Dabani's case, but we should mention that Nuevo León has been a host to a bloody war between rival drug cartels. This violence mostly kills men, but in 2021, the number of femicides increased as murders of men fell slightly. Experts say the rampant killings of women in Mexico can be traced back to deep-rooted cultural machismo, systematic gender inequality, and domestic violence. Not to mention a problematic justice system with police officers who won't take reports about missing women, clumsy investigations, and prosecutors and judges who re-victimize women. In Dubani's case, the government's initial autopsy, concluding that she accidentally fell into the water tank, stating that it was her fault and effectively putting the blame on Dubani, is something common in femicide cases. During a news conference shortly after Dubani's body was found, the president of Mexico, President Andres Manuel López Obrador, downplayed the case by saying the discovery, quote, shouldn't worry Mexicans because it, quote, happens everywhere. He continued saying, I want to send a hug and my condolences to the young woman's family. These sad things are happening everywhere in almost every state. The president is correct. It is happening everywhere. More recently, in October of 2022, a 27-year-old woman named Ariadna Lopez was found dead on the side of the highway in the Mexican state of Morelos. Local investigators initially declared there were no signs of violence. They claimed she died of asphyxiation as a result of alcohol intoxication. Lopez's family, similar to Dabani's, quickly disputed these conclusions, pointing to evidence of bruises all over her body. So officials in Mexico City conducted a second autopsy, and it revealed that her body showed blunt force trauma injuries, and as a result concluded multiple trauma as the cause of her death. According to government data, more than 5,600 women were murdered in Mexico in the first nine months of 2022. That's an average of 20 per day. Half of the murders are presumed manslaughter and a third a presumed murder. Only 12% of these are reported as femicide, which, if convicted, is a much more serious charge that could result in up to 70 years in prison. A researcher at a university in Mexico City specializing in gender violence told a publication that these long prison sentences for femicide don't help when murders go unreported and aren't investigated properly. Government data shows that for every 100 women killed in Mexico, only four result in sentences. Shortly after Dabani's body was found, the governor of Nuevo León, Samuel Garcia, addressed the issues surrounding deficiencies in the investigation in a Facebook post. He said, quote, We are working very hard to address the causes of this problem, and I will be very clear. To the rapists and to those who commit femicide and all those who hurt the women of Nuevo León, know that we will find them and we will punish them to the fullest extent of the law. He also went on to vow to increase funding and resources to help address gender violence in Nuevo León. Although the reported number of women murdered sounds like a lot, the actual number is likely much 
higher. Last year, nearly 100,000 people were reported missing. Families do not report these cases because they're afraid or because authorities are simply not listening to them. And their concerns are valid. The head of the National Commission for the Search of Disappeared People pointed out several missteps by the prosecutor's office in Dabani's case. One of them included the failure to inform Dabani's parents that a body had even been discovered. Mario Escobar and Dolores Basaldua found out about it on the news. They were also denied access to their daughter's remains and were only provided with photos. In Dabani's case, the special operations team's negligence did result in some correcting of a wrong. Nuevo Leon's general attorney announced that two investigators were fired after finding details that suggested deficiencies in the investigation. Dabani's parents had raised concerns after authorities used more than 200 officers, drones, and search dogs to search the motel four times and came up with nothing. Mario Escobar said during a press conference, they searched the motel four times and only on the fifth time they found the body of my daughter. How was that even possible? As we mentioned earlier, female murder victims in Mexico are oftentimes blamed for their own deaths. In Dubani's case specifically, the driver and the two girls last seen with her at the party reportedly brought attention to Dubani's behavior that night. Activists, along with the Escobar family, argue that the three of them were part of an orchestrated shame campaign after the two girls said she was acting crazy the night of the party. As for Dubani's driver, Juan David Cuellar, he told Mexican television that he only tried to help, but that she was drunk or something. He continued saying, I asked her friends what she drank that night or if they gave her something else because her words didn't make any sense. The authorities reviewed my case and haven't found anything against me. Meanwhile, Dabani's father, Mario Escobar, has accused Cuellar of sexually abusing his daughter. After he said he reviewed security footage taken from the road Cuellar took before dropping her off on the highway. Mario told local press the driver reached out to grab my daughter's breast and she couldn't take the assault but the attorney general's office said there is nothing to prosecute. A few hours after the driver's interview, the two girls said during another interview that Dabani was acting crazy and she even attacked us. A representative from a nonprofit that works with families of missing people responded to both interviews, saying this is a strategy orchestrated by the government to change public opinion around Dabani's case. Claudia Munoz of this nonprofit told Vice World News that it was an attempt by the government to reduce public sympathy for Dabani. There's no doubt that women all across Mexico have had enough. Dabani's case brought years of pent-up anger to a boiling point. Just as Dabani did just weeks before her tragic death, hundreds of women poured into the streets of downtown Mexico City, nearly 12 hours south of Monterey, to protest and show solidarity. The demonstrators held signs that read, no to harassment, and Mexico is a mass grave. Some protesters even shouted, the police don't take care of me, my friends take care of me. While others said, Dabani, sister, here is your herd. Protesters in Monterey shut down traffic and held up the missing person flyers with Dabani's photo that were shared and distributed during the search. The march was mostly peaceful, unlike previous demonstrations from other years, the protesters didn't spray paint slogans on a tall stone monument known as the angel that marks Mexico's independence like they had in the past. Instead of spray paint, they taped missing posters on it. Each poster described the disappearance of different women. Many of them showed Dabani. Dabani's body was driven about three hours south of Monterey to her mother's hometown of Galeana. Dozens of people stood alongside the road holding signs and white balloons to show their respect. 
a mass was held in a yellow church followed by a procession to a local cemetery. After Dabani's coffin was lowered into a grave and dozens of flowers placed on top, women in the crowd began to sing. As protests continued in the streets all across Mexico and in Dabani's hometown of Monterey, the 47-year-old driver, Juan David Cuellar, was arrested, but then released by authorities. According to the Mexican newspaper Milenio, a journalist gained exclusive images that allegedly showed Cuellar reaching toward Dabani's chest after she got in the backseat of his car. Cuellar reportedly told police that she got out of the car after a confrontation between them, but no further details are really known. Dabani's father says Cuellar is the one responsible for his daughter's tragic death. He argues that he put her in danger by trying to abuse her. Authorities also face backlash from the public for failing to focus more on the driver. Cuellar has a long criminal history, including an arrest on drug-related charges just a week prior to his fateful drive with Dabani. Other reports claim that he had previously been investigated for harassment and attempted kidnapping of women. Although he was questioned in Dabani's case, he was not accused of being related to her disappearance or death. Mario Escobar also added that some security footage from the transportation company where Dabani was seen shortly after exiting the vehicle has disappeared. In a statement on its website, over a week into the search for Dabani, the company's legal representative said that they were cooperating with the search and investigation. The transportation company's statement said, Alcosa has provided the authorities with surveillance videos. It has lists of personnel who have already been interviewed by the authorities and all information and support it has required. The only relationship of our company with the unfortunate case is its physical location because it is very close to the last place where the missing young woman was seen. Remember how the prosecutor said there was no security footage from the motel where Dabani was last seen? That turned out to be false. Recently, the Escobar family has had some sense of justice. As of January 2023, two women are facing charges in Dabani's case. They include former employees of the Nueva Castilla Motel, Ana Luisa and Alida Urith. Ana Luisa was a manager at the hotel, while Alida Urith worked at the front desk. They caught the investigators' attention after telling them there was no video footage that showed Dabani at the motel. Nuevo Leon authorities searched the motel and both women's homes. They took their cell phones, USB flash drives, and a laptop, which had videos saved on it. As a result, a judge has ordered them to stand trial on charges of concealment and making false declarations to authorities. Mario Escobar has called this a breakthrough, but argues it should have happened months ago. But the videos found could shed new light on Dabani's case. Mario says he's confident authorities will gather more evidence as they investigate the videos, potentially identifying more suspects and hold them accountable. In the meantime, the two former motel employees will be the first suspects to stand trial in connection with Dabani's death. So what's next? Last April, during the search for Dabani, a United Nations committee released a report urging Mexico to take action about the growing number of disappearances. The report stated that only 2 to 6% of missing cases have resulted in a prosecution as of 2021. It reiterated that the lack of punishment supports the continuous cover-ups of these disappearances. The UN called for Mexico to strengthen its investigation process and to implement a national policy to prevent disappearances. That, however, doesn't have any immediate impact on the thousands of families waiting for answers. In Dubani's case, there still remain more questions than answers. 
that haunting photo of Dabani standing alone in the middle of the road made headlines around the world. It prompted a 200-person special operation and put a spotlight on missing women's cases and the femicide crisis. It will live forever. And yet it's still a mystery what time the photo was taken, what time it was sent to the two girls from the party, and what happened in the gaps of the night's timeline. Or even when Dabani died and how. Although Dabani's life was tragically cut short, many women are using her case to demand justice for the thousands of women who are still missing. Though she never did graduate from law school, there is solace in the fact that her legacy will live on in the ongoing fight for justice. The haunting photo of her standing on the highway spoke to the tremendous vulnerability and desperation of the 18-year-old law student. It helped spark an immediate investigation in her case and a potential shift in the gender violence crisis in Mexico. And hopefully, this shift will prevent a younger generation from growing up in fear. Hola, ¿qué tal? Buenas tardes. Los saludamos el día de hoy, un día muy especial, 14 de febrero, un día especial porque también este día nosotros lo... In the meantime, Dubani's parents are using their daughter's Instagram page to provide the latest updates on her case. With the most recent update from February 15th, 2023, the account has nearly half a million followers. And as we wrap up today's case coverage, we ask that you, our listeners, share Dubani's story, which is a similar story to so many women in Mexico. Say her name and join us in pushing for justice in her case, as well as the thousands of women still missing and the women whose fate is yet unknown. If you haven't seen the photo of Dabani that we referred to throughout this podcast, or maybe don't remember, we'll share it on our Instagram page at the Murder Diaries Pod. Make sure to follow us there and at the Murder Diaries Pod on TikTok, and you can reach us at the Murder Diaries Pod request at gmail.com. Until then, stay safe. Bye. Duke's Mail. Do you get it? Because only the ones that get it really get it. Your friends get it. Your mom gets it. Your grandma gets it. Your neighbors get it. Sometimes a dog gets it. Get out of there. What else? Uh, your potato salads get it. BLTs get it. Tailgates get it. And restaurants get it too. By now, even you probably get it. So get it today. Made without any sugar since 1917, Dukes is that little southern something that makes good things better. Get Dukes. It's got twang. Is your daily grind getting you down? A Thermospas hot tub may be the solution. Just a few minutes under those powerful, soothing jets, and all your stress seems to melt away, like you're lying on a cloud of bubbles. You'll not only feel better, but sleep better, too. Call 877-861-4672 now, and for a limited time, save $1,250. Call 877-861-4672 or visit thermospas.com to schedule a free on-site assessment. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.